Hello, and welcome to a Joyful Pause podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen in to our conversation today. I'm so excited that my guest is Cynthia Hildner, and I can't wait for you to meet Cynthia and hear <laughs> all of the things, just all of the things. Cynthia, how are you today? I am so good. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me on. Yes, wonderful. Thanks for accepting. So um, let me tell our listeners a little bit about you. <clears throat> okay. Cynthia helps smart people play with dyslexia by creating an emotional playground to navigate frustrations by giving fun visual tools to unlock your easy. As a special education teacher and coach, Cynthia facilitates youth, parents, and staff through compassionate and empowering responses to crisis and trauma. Her coaching style is based on her experience of successfully navigating the world with her own exquisitely dyslexic brain. She is a member of the Restoring Resourcefulness faculty for the Foundation for Conscious Living, a certified Big Leap coach, a graduate of the Hendricks Institute's two-year leadership and transformation program, and the founder of dyslexiaplayground.com. Cynthia is an instigator, a tinkerer, and a voracious <laughs> learner. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I like those three buckets. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're fun for sure. Oh, thank you for the intro. Of course. Um, so I'm so stoked that you're here today because um, I know you from also being a graduate of the uh, Hendricks Institute's Leadership and Transformation Program. And um, what I love about you, Cynthia, is I hadn't been to um, one of the trainings in probably like four or five years. And, you know, I was kind of nervous because I hadn't been there in a while. Will I know anyone? And I walk in and I know two people and that was fine. And everyone kind of disperses for lunch. And I'm like, that chick looks cool. <laughs> hey, can I have lunch with you? And you're like, yeah, it's a bunch of us. And like, we were fast friends. And I just loved that. Um, I loved how welcoming you were. And I also just loved that no matter if you know someone or not in that community, you're already just like, gonna be buds. So absolutely. Well, you that. look like a good time. So that's why. <laughs> <laughs> and I was right. <laughs> I am. We had some laughs. We did. Um, Still do. Yeah. For sure. So, um, and we're both faculty for Restoring Resourcefulness, which is why I wanted to have you on today, because um, I think this program that we're working on can be of such use to people. And I want them to hear about the one that you feel most passionate about. So of all of the tools, which is the one that really just kind of is the one that grabs you? Yeah, well, the fear melters, for sure. Um, one of the things that grabs me so well, the first time I learned it, I was like, oh my gosh, I absolutely have to take this back into my classroom. And what I did is mm -hmm. took it back into my classroom, taught my students who have special ed or in special ed and have learning disabilities. And they were able to do, um, take on risks in ways that I had never seen my kids mm -hmm. do before. And they, um, so they had self-determination in ways that I had been trying to teach them. And this helped them be in their bodies and ask for help and do th and take on challenges. Um, so what getting to watch that magic and then also feeling it in myself um, with my own exquisite dyslexia um, 
like I navigate, <laughs> I navigate this all the time. Um, even standing in line at the, at the cashier to, to pay for something. And if it's a new situation and I'm not sure I'm talking very well and my dyslexia is going to come out, um, I'll wiggle my toes and I'll do some fear melters and then whew, I can relax my system so I'm not in fear when I <laughs> get to the cashier. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. So that, so it's, it's, yeah, it's been amazing to see the direct results of this specific um, tool that Katie has shared with us. I love it. Yeah. And thank you. Mm -hmm. These are, these are tools that we learned from our mentor, Katie Hendricks, and mm -hmm. um, we're so stoked. We want to help other people <laughs> to learn it as well. So walk us through um, what fear melters are and how someone would use them. Right. So fear melters helps me recognize my fear and helps me move through my fear so I can make clear decisions and be present in the moment instead of reactionary. And what I appreciate about the fear melters is that like when we're sad, we have crying and we can cry our way through that emotion and we, we can do something about it. When we're angry, we can uh, push in something or throw a pillow or whatever. And, and we can have that experience of that emotion. And what fear melters does is it gives us the experience of allowing that fear to be felt and moved through our bodies, which feels really delicious to not be stuck in that fear. And what I appreciate about Katie Hendricks is that she has taken her movement therapy background and created these specific movements called fear melters to help us move out of our primary brain at the back base of our neck up into our frontal cortex in the front of our brain so we can make decisions. And so what's beautiful is that it maps her movements and her um, the fear, fear uh, the four types of fear maps beautifully to the polyvagal theory that we've now are discovering and explaining or playing more with. Um, mm -hmm. So those four types of fear are fight, flight, freeze, and faint. And faint is not one that people have heard about sometimes, um, but we'll get to it in a second. So the fight is for me and my body, I feel it in the front of my body and my chin kind of goes up and my, oh yeah, my my shoulders kind of go up and it's kind of like, I'm kind of in a boxer stance, like, oh, oh yeah. And I might even like have the, have the sense of feeling defensive, feeling triggered, kind of blaming, oh yeah, well, I'll show you. And that's, mm -hmm. that's the, the fight, um, fear. And, um, and one of the ways, the ways that Katie has is suggesting for us to play with it is through oozing and, um, I invite you all as you're listening to move your shoulders if you're interested to to melt this fear is to move your shoulders side to side if you're sitting or standing it doesn't matter or walking as you're listening to this and letting your hips follow and sway so it's just a small little movement that nobody might not even notice and see what you notice about what happens in your body if you feel more available and if your brain comes back online. The bigger um, move for the full body move for fight is oozing your arms and your legs and your whole body like you're a big um, chocolate over Sunday, over a Sunday, like bleh, or seaweed in the ocean. 
And what I find is doing this for two minutes, especially if my arms are above my head, I feel a definite shift out of any defensiveness that I didn't even think I had. Because <laughs> I don't know about yeah. you, but sometimes I'm defensive and don't even notice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and so I have that one yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I find like, oh, I'm moving my arms. Oh, I guess I was in fight. Yep, okay. Um, so that's fight. So fight, we melt it with oozing. And then flee, f uh, flee or um, flight is the I'm out of here um, and that can be anything from like okay literally I'm turning and walking away or that can be standing in a conversation with somebody and you slowly start to your shoulder starts to go backwards and you kind of feel yourself pulling away from the person or you flee up into your head and you're thinking about something else or you're thinking about what you're going to say to them you're not really present with them and you're navigating fear or thinking ahead into the future or thinking into the past those are all um flea moves, fear flea mm -hmm. moves, and the way to play with and melt those kinds of, that type of fear is to find the bottom of your feet. Mm. Even if you're sitting or if you're sitting cross-legged on, um, on a couch, um, finding the bottom of where you're contacting the couch. Mm -hmm and finding the ground. If you're sitting also, you can push your feet into the ground and activate your quads. And that's, a, that's an opportunity to help your whole body just uh, land into the grounded position. And I invite you to try that now while you're listening. I and felt my spine you... get taller. Oh yeah. Like I was rooting my uh -huh. sits bones down and I felt my spine get taller. And mm -hmm. I also noticed, mm -hmm. um, I noticed that you're not saying it, but I hear your breath as you are moving through the <laughs> melters. So I just want to point that out for mm -hmm. listeners too, of, you know, all of these movements that Cynthia is sharing are coupled with making sure that we're breathing and not kind of unconsciously holding our breath because that will keep us in the fear trance. Absolutely. And even what I was just doing is I was, I sped up, I was fleeing forward and trying to like make sure I was saying whatever I was about to say correctly. And so mm -hmm. as I found my feet and um, the, the, the bigger movement or the, the full body movement is to stand in a sumo position where you, your knees are slightly bent your feet are on the ground and you you drop your hips um, so your your knees are bent and feeling that pressure and that's exactly what I did to ground myself and the breathing I love that you pointed that out so the, the sumo is the way to melt the flea and to get back into this moment the other thing that I recognize too is I, I became more aware again um, once mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. kind of stepped out of it, once I moved that fear through, which feels really <laughs> lovely. And we do this all the time. We go and flee. We, we distract ourselves. We try to figure something out. Um, we get frantic. So any of those are, can be signs of the flee fear. Yeah. And I think there's a sense of, um, probably with all of these, but I notice it with flee 
a lot is the sense of becoming myopic. Like, like mm-hmm. you just said that you noticed more because when you're stuck in fear, you're kind of the way that you're seeing the world just telescopes down into like the small point, <laughs> solely focus on the thing that's freaking you out, you know? And so I love, you know, this practice as a way of, um, of kind of widening that viewfinder. Totally. And like yeah. in my kids that I work with, the perseveration of like, this has to be perfect. This has to be perfect. My whole identity mm. is based on if I can do this and it, that myopic that you were speaking to instead of like, okay, this is a math assignment. <laughs> just, mm-hmm. just need to turn yeah. it in. Or yeah. this is just not just this is let's, let's get present and, um, and, and move that fear through. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the first two. And those first two are more of movement based or are more, um, um, mobilized fear. And then we're getting into the immobilized fear, which is freeze and faint. And so freeze is and whole body just Mm -hmm. (laughs) collapses in on itself or pushes against itself or um, deer in the headlights is another Mm -hmm. way or feeling stuck or feeling hesitant or feeling paralyzed um, or having numbed feelings or you stop breathing. Speaking of the breathing, like, yep. (laughs) Yeah. And this is my favorite favorite. It's one of my favorites Um, because this is one of the, we all have combinations of how we navigate the world in our own fear. We call it fear signatures when we put four, put some of these together. Um, that my first one that I always do is freeze. And so mm-hmm. what I know to do for me is to wiggle my toes. And I'm going to invite you all to do this as well. Wiggling my toes and breathing. <laughs> and my fingers. And what I love about this is that nobody can tell. I can be a meeting. I can do, (laughs) nobody has a clue. And I, for me, this is one of my biggest bang for the buck. I can absolutely feel my, my senses and my thinking come back online. What are you noticing as you're wiggling? Oh, how good it feels. And I was on a bunch of zoom calls today and my kind of like, (laughs) professional zoom persona had come up and it <laughs> and i'm realizing how good it feels to just you know shake it off basically uh-huh that's such yeah. a good great point and what i appreciate about these fear melters is that all these types of fear is is a is a contraction of some sort and and it's in and they're all based in adrenaline and having the opportunity to move and wiggle and let that adrenaline move through let that fear move through opens us up to being present and then the aliveness of this moment mm. like the aliveness of engaging with you <clears throat> the aliveness of like sharing like how amazing to get the opportunity to share some of my favorite tools <laughs> with with all of your listeners i just i feel so blessed mm. and and so yeah, just playing with like, oh yeah, that wiggling feels really nice. Mm-hmm. And then the the full body experience is like wiggling your arms and you can hear my voice as it's shaking, <laughs> shaking my hips and my legs and my shoulders. 
wiggle, 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 wiggle. And the song that I think about and I share with my kids is wiggle, 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 wiggle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so bringing in fun. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Because that's super, super important. <sighs> yeah. And then the the final of the four is faint. And, and this is the immobilized fear. <clears throat> the faint fear is that fear that's like all the energy is drained from your body and just kind of what, huh, mm -hmm. whatever, whatever you want. It's kind of the give up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's the exhausted, it's the cold feet, the collapsed, kind of the overwhelmed. Oh, I don't even know what to do. Mm -hmm. And that, um, I just feel like a big wet noodle <laughs> when, I, yeah. when I'm in that faint and my, my brain is super foggy. Mm -hmm. um, I don't feel like I have a spine. Mm. <sighs> and this is also one of my favorite ones um, because the way to melt this fear is using love scoops. And what I appreciate in Katie's wisdom, the concept of as we're, when we're little babies, the, one of the first things we do is draw in things to us that we want. And so this movement is that, is that draw in movement, which feels really delicious. And so I invite you to open up your hand with an open hand, draw in some love from the air in front of you. And with your open palm, place it on your arms and on your legs. It can be really subtle. Again, in a meeting, nobody could notice when we're back to face and face, face to face. Nobody would notice that you're, or even putting on lotion, like, ah, oh, infusing that lotion with love and then putting the loving touch to ourselves mm -hmm. and on your cheek. And what I appreciate about this, oftentimes I'll put it, put my hand on my heart as a, <sighs> stay here, stay present. Um, and helping me navigate whatever fear that's coming up for me. What I appreciate about this, and I think that so many of us are navigating, I make up so many of us are navigating um, this faint, like, I don't even know what to do, the, the social justice and the COVID and the blah, kind of, I'm going to go watch Netflix. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so this is, this is a way to support my, that I use to support my system <sighs> to getting back to now to make the next choice of what, what it is I really want to do. Um, and the, the full body movement of that is really reaching down into an, your imaginary pool of love and scooping and letting it land or pouring it over your head and, and making contact with your body, with your full hand and oh I love this spot I love my knees and I'm touching my elbow and I love my elbow <laughs> and I'm appreciating the back of my neck oh thank you for being angry back there and um so it's a beautiful I've experienced it as a beautiful way to to self-soothe in times of <laughs> in these pretty amazing times yeah mm -hmm. I like that one um for the especially now you know i think mm -hmm. 
so many people um, are just really wanting um, positive touch and <laughs> right. And like, we're not, mm -hmm. you know, folks that live alone unless they've created some sort of, you know, pod of friends that they're doing that with, they haven't had that. And so I'm a big fan of like finding ways to give yourself, to give yourself positive touch in this interim um, mm -hmm. until, until we can hug each other again. So I love that. I love that love scoops one. Um, and doing that as a practice, you know, there's like mm -hmm. one side of using it when you can feel like you went kind of faint. I notice when I go faint, it's like, I find myself reaching for a word and it's gone and it's like <laughs> plumb gone. It's not like, it's just at the edge. It's like, it, it, it ain't there, you know? Mm -hmm. And then even just in a meeting, I'll do that version that you said where I'll just kind of like, it looks like I'm, you know, like my neck got tight and I just kind of took a moment <laughs> to like squeeze my neck, but mm -hmm. really I'm like totally just like secretly love scooping. Um, mm -hmm. And even that can just be a way to like, oh, right. Okay. No, it's, I'm here and I'm here. It's really, it feels like to me an affirmation of like, I'm here. Mm -hmm. It's I'm here and I'm loved is. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And I'm, and I'm worthy of occupying space where kind of faint is like, oh, I don't even matter. doesn't like mm -hmm. that kind of shrinking. I appreciate. Yeah. yeah like because I do live alone and I um have <laughs> been navigating and I'm such a toucher like I enjoy human contact that this is the, the love scoops has been part of my daily practice mm -hmm. to connect with myself and like okay I'm okay <laughs> mm -hmm. and it's been a lovely opportunity it's been difficult and it's been a lovely opportunity to reconnect with I mean I was joking but like my elbows or reconnect with my wrists mm -hmm. in ways that I hadn't been paying that kind of attention to myself before COVID. Yeah, totally hear mm -hmm. you on that. And it's like, you know, that reminds me of sometimes when I, when I'm teaching yoga and I'll say to people, bring your attention to a part of your body where you know that you don't notice mm -hmm. or where you almost, you can feel the absence of, of your attention. And you'll see just like little smiles because people are finding those places where <laughs> they're checked out on themselves. And I, I, um, and so I think just thinking about, yeah, love scoops is such a great way to take a moment for that noticing and to bring, bring your attention there. Absolutely. And I notice like watching the news or like, I mean, it doesn't even matter what the news is like, oh, if I have my hand on my heart and I'm giving my attention to my heart and to my soft places inside, giving my love scoop and sending it there, I'm able to regulate myself mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and not slip into fear without even noticing mm -hmm. as much. <laughs> still... yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is really helpful as a way to stay informed without being at the effect of and being totally. thrown into a fear spiral, being thrown into the fear spiral. Totally. I like experience. I use, mm -hmm. yeah, I use wiggle a lot. Um, mm. I'm trying, I actually, most of the time, no longer 
watch the news because it's like it's just such a mm -hmm. deluge of images and sound and information and much of it is shocking um so i more than often more often than not i will read the news but mm -hmm. even in reading it i'll be like reading a sentence and all of a sudden i can feel that i'm whole that i've like exhaled <laughs> and i haven't inhaled <laughs> and i'm like ah, oh, mm -hmm. and then i'll start like then immediately doesn't matter where i am minimum like you said fingers and toes um mm -hmm. wiggling and then it's like a, oh okay and that's okay and i got caught and that's fine and here's this technique that lets me return to my awareness and not just like out there going what the you know <laughs> <laughs> react 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 yeah 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 and i appreciate you mentioning like it's it's not about like a gotcha when I, yeah. when I notice that I'm in fear or I discover that I'm in fear, like moving my arms for the oozing, like, oh, that's there. Okay, that makes sense. And so being gentle so that I'm not using more fear, like, oh, I should be doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. Which shoulding is fighting. <laughs> if you, right. you should on somebody or yourself, then it's really a fight fear. I should be doing this. Yeah. And I don't want our listeners to leave this thinking like, you know, because fear is a normal response, right? Right. Mm -hmm. What we're talking about when we're talking about melting it is that fear comes in and then it goes back out. If it comes in and it sticks around for three days and you're <laughs> frozen and you're making decisions from that place, which are going to be reactive, that's what we're talking about. It's more that trance of it comes in and it doesn't flow all the way through. The fear melters support you in assisting that emotion in flowing through, just like you were saying with sadness flows through, anger flows through. So it's not that we're demonizing this emotion, it's that we don't want to be stuck in that because when you're stuck in that, the decisions are not going to be from that place of essence and also the ability to actually connect with one another, <laughs> right? right? It's hugely impacted <laughs> by that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right, because I'm gonna talk to you in a very different place if I'm in a place of fight or if I'm in a place of defensiveness or triggered than I would if I was like, oh, I'm noticing I'm angry or I'm, I'm scared. Yeah. Because that's, yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. So mm -hmm. we've kind of covered this, but I just want to circle back to it a little bit. Um, you know, we're in this time, it's, we're, we're at the end of July, and we're still <laughs> navigating two pandemics. One is COVID-19, and the other one is the impact of systemic racism in America <sighs> and police brutality. And so how have you been, um, are there other ways that you've been using fear melters um, as a support during this time? Oh, absolutely. For the pandemic, for the COVID, um, before I go into a store and I'm, as I'm in my car, before I go into a, the grocery store or go into like being mindful of, okay, what fear is coming up? Cause I'm still scared to be in enclosed spaces and I'm in beautiful mm -hmm. Colorado. So it's really lovely that we can be outside most of the time, but mm -hmm. 
I'm using a fear melter. I'm using fear melters to be able to like, okay, what, which mask am I going to wear in there? What, mm. what's kind of my game plan? So even just planning out <laughs> and being ready to navigate that, that situation feels really supportive. And that when I'm out in the world, I have tools to navigate the fears that come up of like, oh, that person's not wearing a mask. Okay. I'm going to wiggle <laughs> or mm -hmm. that person is just coughed and they are wearing a mask or they're not what like so it's been really helpful to have these fear melters yeah and the social justice component um i was a trainer for the district for many years in the equity department and supported teaching teachers um around social social change and in their classrooms directly and so it's amazing to see this momentum and to see the shifts that are happening right now and people's willingness to show up and then fear in my own body when I notice, oh, I still have, I'm owning so much of my own internalized racism that I've internalized in my white body supremacy. And so playing with like, oh, okay, yep, I noticed that that fear is there. Here's how I'm. I'll turn to a fear melter and wiggle, or oftentimes it's wiggle or love scoop, so that I can be present for hearing and learning um, as a person who is in a white body to what 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 direction um, this the movement wants to go in, so I can be an ally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How about you? How have you been using the fear melters, both personally and in this time of pandemic? Yeah, I think um, definitely with the news, like I use them all the time for that. Um, <laughs> I use them when I'm walking. So sometimes we're in Philadelphia and sometimes we're up in the mountains in the Poconos. And when we're in the Poconos, there's no one else around where we live. So it's totally fine. But when I'm in town, um, you know, I don't want to be seeing other humans as strictly as disease vectors. <laughs> so I'm kind of, you know, doing my wiggle as I walk, you know, when someone's walking by and they've got no mask, or like you said, if they're like prolonged coughing, um, kind of using it to not have like a, ah, and just a knee jerk, you know, I think there's mm -hmm. a little bit of like a, like a flea fight of like, part of me is like, what the fuck, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the other part of me just wants to cross the street. And so, you know, unless I want to play Frogger for the rest of my life, what is the way to <laughs> not get so stuck and to know I have a mask on and, you know, we're outside and just come back to that resourcefulness piece. So definitely mm -hmm. that. Um, and then for um, systemic racism and police brutality, I think I use them from the perspective of um, just doing a lot of reading right now to kind of, in, in, still in that space of unlearning and learning, mm -hmm. you know, um, I was raised in upstate New York. There were a lot of things that I was taught and there were a lot of pieces that I didn't learn. Mm -hmm. um, and so just kind of 
re like I said, re like learning new things, but also unlearning some things. And I, you know, sometimes there's a little bit of shame of like, ugh, I can't believe, you know, sometimes I'm like, as a black woman, I can't believe I didn't know that, you know, mm-hmm. um, and getting scared of, oh, like, am I, have I said things that weren't helpful? Or have I, in trying to be successful, have I made choices that were also keeping white supremacy going, you know? Mm-hmm. And just when I had that thought of like, <gasps> like I can feel the like the breath <laughs> stops and just melting and being like, okay. And and if that's so, I didn't know what I didn't know. And now I'm I'm learning and and how can I make a better choice going forward? So And then also, I think the Mm. fight, you know, the fight fear coming up, you know, with black men being killed. And I think of my husband Mm -hmm. and I think of my father and I think of my stepbrother and friends, you know, and that fight fear can definitely come up, too. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that that has been helpful. The oozing has been helpful with, um, you know, resetting my nervous system so that I can say, okay, and now what do you want to do? And maybe that's going to a protest and maybe that's, um, you know, writing a letter or maybe that's creating this podcast. Like what are the, what are the ways that I can help to, to take an action toward what I want to see? Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm also um, wondering, is it also helping you split apart the anger and the, the fight fear? Like yeah. the, the anger that's yep. totally appropriate in the situation and then the fight fear that can can perpetuate some things in ways that aren't supportive. That's so helpful to me. Yeah. Yeah. They can keep my heart rate up. Um, <laughs> right. You know, like there's a physiologic response to this stuff. Um, and yeah, definitely. I love that note, though, the the difference between clean anger, a response to trespass and fight fear is something that's just keeping the fear going and that those two are different for sure. Mm -hmm. Where do you feel anger when you have, when you feel clean anger in your body? I feel just like a, like a, like a, like a heat down the spine. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and like a, like a steel in my jaw. Mm. Mm-hmm. So but there's something like about, you know, being five feet tall, I don't have much height to play with. <laughs> I tell you that, but it's almost like when I have clean anger, it's like, I like, there's like my, the space, my vertebral space grows. I feel, I feel taller and longer. Mm-hmm. Um, there's that aspect to it. How about for you? Yeah, for me, it's all it's my shoulder blades and my spine gets hot. Mm-hmm. And the the force comes up my sh- back of my shoulder blades and like, over the top of my head and wham, like, yeah. no, not gonna yeah. do that. Um, and so watching some of the p- police brutality, like, bah, that's not okay. There's a trespass yeah. there. And then the fight in like, I'm gonna 
like then I can feel for me the fight is up in the front of my body and mm. comes forward and my jaw comes forward like oh I'm gonna do something about it which is not a bad thing make but allowing that that fight fear to go through so that I can make choices in action that supports me and others yeah for sure yeah well, so speaking of sorry go ahead i think that's such an important distinction between anger and fight the the feelings of anger and fight mm -hmm. yeah as motivate like to understand what the motivation is mm -hmm. in the action that you're taking yeah what's behind it yeah so you kind of brought up and others and that made me think about you know our larger community um how do you think something like fear melters can can serve a larger community oh i think that's uh-huh i think that's a fantastic question and what i've seen within the dyslexia community oftentimes parents come in and they want to fight for their kids rights which is totally appropriate but even sitting in meetings with them and i'm their ally <laughs> they're still fighting against me and it's not supporting what they're actually trying to get and so having the opportunity to share this these fear melters with parents which i did when i was when i was in the classroom or teaching and and watching like, oh, oh, I just got scared. And having them own it, we were able to have entirely different conversations and got much, <laughs> we didn't have lawyers at the table during the IEP meetings anymore. And we were able to get a common goal created that really supported what we were trying to do for a kid in this case. And I am appreciating seeing that happening in other ways um, within the social justice community and within people willing to like sit and be and with their fear allowed to come in and have really beautiful direct conversation instead of fight fight back and forth how about you yeah i think um i'm struck by this mask no mask thing mm -hmm. and I don't know. I think this tool can be useful in terms of people um, resourcing themselves. When you're somewhere and you see someone's not wearing one, to me, I don't think arguing with them about it is going to bring about the change that you want to <laughs> see. But I, right. and I understand the impulse. And when I see that online, it looks to me like a fear, like a, like a fight fear. Mm -hmm. um, and I just wonder about, you know, people having these tools to recognize, oh, I see that this person is not wearing a mask and therefore is putting the people around them at risk. And what do I want to do with that? I can't force them to put one on. And so hmm, let me melt, let me, you know, use that ooze or whichever one, you know, works for you. And then from that place, once the breath returns, what do I choose to do in this moment? You know, mm -hmm. and that coming from more of a place of presence than 
control because I don't know, it looks to me like people are saying stuff to other people, but those people have a different belief and then they're saying stuff back. And then you're just arguing <laughs> with someone and nothing is going to change of that. And it's not to say like, screw them, but it's to say, oh, okay, well, let me extricate myself from this and then think about maybe the action is not to argue with this individual person who's not wearing a mask. Maybe the action is to write to your, you know, governor or the local government to say, Hey, can we make mask wearing mandatory? You know, like mm -hmm. just what are the things that you can do that are actually going to bring about the change that you want to see? Um, and so that's mm -hmm. how I think it can, it can serve the larger community is to mobilize action that will create the result that we want rather than action that just gets us entangled with one another and actually doesn't move anything forward, you know? Right. Well, also what I'm hearing and what you're saying is taking 100% responsibility of my own experience or my own reaction to the person not wearing the mask or so that I'm not then perpetuating, I'm taking 100% responsibility of my own fear so then I can make a, a conscious choice to what to do next. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Which feels really powerful. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you had something else. Say it. Say it. Oh, I was just saying, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, and 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 it and it and it fosters um, choicefulness. It fosters. Oh, I can do something because coming back to that faint, I think there's so much of what's happening. Like, oh, there's nothing I can do. I'm just one person, and as I'm doing that, like my body is getting smaller and smaller, and my shoulders mm -hmm. are collapsing, and having like, oh. Yeah, I notice I'm getting defensive or I notice I'm scared. That's keeping me in my 100% responsibility for my own choices. Then I can go and make choices that are going to go make a difference, small and large. Me smiling at the clerk or asking how their day is um, makes a huge, I've been told by them, they're like, thank you so much. You just made my day because I made the choice and I was present instead of in my fear space of this, that, or the other thing. Yeah. And, and so appreciating that I do have a hundred percent responsibility for how I walk in the world. Mm -hmm. And within that, I get to make choice <laughs> instead of being at the effect of, which is right. much better. <laughs> right. 100%. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that kind of leads me to of, I feel like we started off with ourselves and we widened out to larger community and now I want to go even bigger. Um, when you think about our collective liberation, what does that look like to you? That is a fantastically <laughs> big, beautiful question. Yeah. When I envision the world that I want to create and that I'm occupying in myself and inviting others into, um, and I experienced this with you as well, um, living in a world where aliveness is the, <sighs> aliveness and connection is the currency, mm. um, instead of adrenaline, instead of push against each other, instead of judgment, instead of criticism, um, instead of othering, um, because as a person of, with a disability, I, there are times that I get othered and I have, I, 
or judged or all of those things. And so having the opportunity to use fear melters and use the other tools from um, the, um, the restoring resourcefulness that we can restore our own resourcefulness and connect with each other from resourceful as a resourceful being. And then from that, how do we make choices to make sure everyone has enough food? How do we make choices to make sure that there's social justice and that people aren't being harmed um, and their black bodies aren't being beaten and how to, and how do we support people who, um, have physical disabilities being able to access whatever it is that they want to access buildings or activities or how do we have our own regulations so we're not power doing anything so that we're power with each other yeah. and we're co-creating together that was a really big <laughs> yeah I felt <laughs> sounds like sparkles and rainbows yeah yeah <laughs> sparkles and rainbows but but really but the off but the but really ultimately connection to myself and to others in a deep level with respect mm -hmm. yeah i love what you said about um our own ability to self-regulate changing how we relate to power and creating a mm. willingness to have power with instead of power over. Ooh, 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 ooh. I felt that one like my, between my shoulder blades in a good way. Mm. That's wonderful. Ah, thank you so much for coming on today and for sharing yourself and your wisdom and these tools. Mm. Um, and I just, I, you know, I, I don't think we've talked on the phone that often, but your voice is like butter. I love it. <laughs> so I'm just Why, appreciating you. the quality of your voice. Yeah. Mm, thank you. Oh, it's been so fun to play with you and to like, I love, I love always being around you and I'm enjoying your, your bubbliness and your aliveness and how I feel fueled and enjoy playing within the invitation of your aliveness and your joy. And I feel so honored to have been asked to play with you and so excited to be able to share the fear melters because I live and breathe and we it sounds like you do too. <laughs> this tool all the time. Yeah. Mm, thank yeah. you. Um, mm -hmm. If listeners want to learn more about fear melters, they can go to the restoring resourcefulness page of the foundation for conscious living.org. Um, mm -hmm. so that will give you all of the background on fear melters. You'll get to see a really great video of Cynthia and some friends, um, modeling how to use them. If you'd like to learn more about Cynthia and if you'd like to work with her, um, as a coach, you can find her at dyslexiaplayground.com. So, mm -hmm. um, thank you. I Oh yeah, go for it. I would just love to add, there's also on the, the Restoring Resourcefulness page uh, on um, the, the website for the Hendrix website, the Foundation for Conscious Living, there's also a handout that um, I created with my friend, Christi our friend Christina 
um, fast aid for four kinds of fear. And it's a great mm. um, activity you can run through yourself and also share with uh, wider communities. And it's set up so there's actually a facilitation guide so that you could take it into, <laughs> at this point, a Zoom call <laughs> and yeah. um, share it with your peers um, to start the conversation. Yeah, thank you Thanks for letting me drop that in there too. Yeah, perfect. All right. Thank you guys for listening and um, be well.